The following is audio from The Refuge Church. Every sermon is an invitation to understand, obey, and enjoy God. More information about The Refuge Church is available at therefugechurch.us. Father, we are people living in a world that often first thinks of self instead of first thinking of you. God, I pray that you'll prepare a place this morning here, that it's just your place, that your spirit is speaking to, singing to ours, and that our spirit is speaking to and singing to you. I pray that these words will not just be words, not just poems, ways of honoring you and saying, God, this is who you are, and we love you, and we confess to you, and we give thanks to you, and transform us in this time to be like you and to love you more. We praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We invite you to sing with us. never fails me in all my days I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head I will sing of the goodness of God sing that again I love you Lord I love you Lord Of the goodness of God. In all my life, you have been faithful. 
multiple times this last week that we're, we're heading into like the third year, right? People talk about that. We're heading into the third year of mass and COVID and what should we do? What should we do as a community? What should we do as individuals? Tiredness. And, uh, and in these songs, <clears throat> you'll, you'll sense a theme both of, of mourning that, hoping within that, and seeing God in the midst of that, in the midst of our hard, in the midst of uh, loss this last year, as we've lost ones that we've loved. Um, 
And God is not outside of that, but God is in that time. So that is some of what you hear here as we sing. strength within the sorrow there is beauty in our tears and you meet us in our mourning with the love that casts out fear you are working in our waiting You're working for our good, for your glory, your 
God still the prosper. You've not forgotten us. You're with us in the fire, in the flood. Oh, faithful forever, perfect in love, you are sovereign over us. You're faithful forever, perfect in love, you are sovereign over Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. Sing that verse again. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame but wholly trust in Jesus name I wholly trust in Jesus name Christ alone cornerstone weak made strong in the same
book that I have uh, read often <clears throat> this last year. I've lent out and I know has been purchased for many people in our church. It is a book called Every Moment Holy, Volume 2 on Death, Grief, and Hope. <clears throat> and uh, it offers meditations and laments to shine a light for us as we walk in this world. And this one is called Meditations for Anchoring the Heart in Eternal Hopes. So I'm going to read this for us. And if you haven't figured out yet, today's a little different. We're going to do a lot more singing, a lot more probably quietness of heart. I'm going to offer just a brief look at scripture, maybe like five minutes. But most of this is just for us to worship, to bring our hearts before God. And that, that's a different tempo, right? <laughs> it's just a different tempo. We're like, tell me what to do. <laughs> we like that, but this is different. It allows us just to rest our hearts before God. So, anchoring the heart in eternal hopes. Christ, my Christ, sometimes I cannot see beyond the blur of my own tears. A jagged upjut of sorrow suddenly rises like stone plates buckling into mountain ridges, cutting me off from the good gardens I had momentarily glimpsed. Hope is not a thing I can command while dying. It gathers briefly and then scatters like birds. Hope wings away and returns haggard like Noah's searching doves, sent to probe this present flood of fear and doubt for evidence of some eternal country. But your spirit dwelling within me is the seal and the evidence of that world that waits beyond the veil. Convince me, O Spirit of the living Christ. Convince me that my hope has been well placed. You've interceded for me, Jesus, and you will unfold this mortal husk unto an eternity in which death will be remembered, if at all, only as an ancient enemy forever, conquered and crushed, recalled only as a part of the ongoing story of the glory of the risen one who at last defeated all enemies and healed all wounds, and restored his people, each and every one, and reclaimed and remade his creation as the wide temple where he would again dwell with all who, warming to his love, had willingly released their own corrosive prides that they might better desire his undying beauty. And these glad visions, O God, of union and reunion, not death, not pain, not fear, but these, these are the bright eternal truths that will outlast, outlast death itself. These are the shining hopes that will eclipse at last all stings of mortal sorrow, wringing the tear-soaked rags of the curse from the gentle dews that would water the seed of the new creation as it blooms and flourishes. O Christ, in the light of such promised glory, teach me, even me in my grief, even me in my fear, even in my doubt, to hearken my heart afresh to such rumors of redemption already brooding at the heart of all things. Let me increasingly live and move and breathe inside these your shining promises. Teach my timid heart to be wooed and won again by the exquisite joy 
Not because faith is some useful illusion fooling the mind just long enough that it might make a severe passage more bearable, but because these stories are truly true and made of sterner stuff, more solid and vast than the very matter from which this physical universe is weaved. Indeed, these stories stand regardless of whether they are believed, for they are often far too real and good and joyous to be easily received by hearts such as ours, long suckled on shallow dreams or drunk on the sour wines of cynicism. Our ambition must break before our sight can be restored, that we can embrace at last the glorious hope we have always longed for. For only eyes opened wide as a child's might suddenly shift scale and find focus on those towering scaffolds girding the world's remaking. Send such warm winds of your spirit to buffet my homesick soul, O God, that a wing feathers ruffled in the tug and pull of wild breezes might stir in waking sea birds a yearning to return to some better home across old oceans. I might also feel these parts of me which are eternal, billow and soar with gusts of longing, fanning holy desires. When I survey the days I have known, I see how in the place of my questions, your grace has often met me. In the mud sink of my sorrows, I have found myself held and lifted. Across every barren and mire of my history, I have never been abandoned or alone, though there were times when, for a time, I felt it so. But even then, I can see that you had been there, present in those very mysteries, and in the end, it is in those wretched and desperate places that I have known myself most known by you and understood myself most loved, most held, most tenderly nurtured and restored, and most cradled in my weakness. Amen. Again, as we keep singing, we invite you to just meet with Jesus where you're at.
Your glory. 
I wanted to share really <clears throat> briefly something that I've been thinking about all week, and that is, uh, it kind of comes about in a humorous way. <clears throat> I'm going to drink coffee while I... Sorry, I don't... We sing and dance all the time at home, but apparently it isn't to this level. <clears throat> so... <clears throat> Like many of you, I've probably read a dozen <clears throat> reviews of the new movie, Redeeming Love. Uh, the most hilarious, thank you, was from, from the Kitap Sun, <clears throat> where the, uh, the movie critic talks about how this is you know, not in line with the women's liberation movement at all and how self-love really could have saved her and uh and if you don't know the, the movie redeeming love is a take on the biblical story of hosea um if you're looking at me now you probably are thinking one of three things <clears throat> one it's a smutty book why are you even talking about it <clears throat> or you're probably thinking well maybe we should just stick with the bible <laughs> Or you're maybe thinking, I love the book. This is great. And as I thought about those responses, I haven't read it. I, I haven't watched the movie. But as I thought about the many, many responses within the Christian community, outside the Christian community to this, this movie, <clears throat> I thought it really is in many ways no different than the response that the story, the real true story of Hosea evokes which is that of a man, Hosea, who God calls to marry a prostitute, Gomer. And I think of how uncomfortable, how scandalous, crude, often even the stories of scriptures are. You know, what oftentimes takes us the most time to get here on Sunday morning is simply looking presentable. Right, it's, we're second day into the weekend. Uh, we've already been in pajamas for a good thirty-six hours, and we now need to look right to be presentable in the house of the Lord, or to those who are His followers. Now, when you read the Old Testament, and even by the time you get to the story of Hosea, you don't have a lot of presentable people or presentable stories. Right? I mean, it, it, you get into Genesis and you've Lot, right? You have Noah very early on <clears throat> getting drunk, swearing at his sons, Lot sleeping with his daughters, Judah, who, you know, we know David in the line of Judah sleeps with his daughter in law. It is, a, it is a really uncomfortable book to read. Very, very uncomfortable book to read. So what is the story of the Bible? Well, the story of the Bible, uh, the first part of it especially, is the story of Hosea. The whole thing, I think God kind of summarizes in the story of Hosea. In Hosea 11, this is what God says. When Israel was young, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. The more 
they called them, the more they went from them. They kept sacrificing to Baals and burning incense to idols. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them in my arms, but they did not know that I healed them. I led them with the cords of a man, with the bonds of love. And I became to them as one who lifts the yoke from their jaw. I bent down and I fed them. But they will not return to the land of Egypt, to Assyria. The sword will whirl against their cities and will demolish their gates, bars, and consume them because of their counsels. So my people are bent on turning from me. Though they call to them, uh, though they call them to the one on high, none of them exalts him. And this is verse 8 in chapter 11. He says, How can I give up on you, O Ephraim? How can I surrender you, O Israel? How can I make you like Adma? How can I treat you like Zeboim? My heart is turned over within me. All my compassions are kindled. All my compassions are kindled. And as he invites them back to himself, I love it. In the end of verse 11, he simply says this, I will settle them in their home, declares the Lord. And this, this is the story of the Old Testament. This, this uh, give and run away, this, this battle for affection for the hearts of people. So, I'm not going to do an appeal for you to watch the movie Redeeming Love, but an appeal for you to read the book of Hosea and live in the discomfort of it and see a God whose heart pursues your heart. A God who it says in chapter 6 of the book of Hosea, longs for a loyal love, a love that responds to his love for you. And so as we sing, <clears throat> I think what we find ourselves oftentimes doing is finding ourselves in an unfamiliar place where our hearts don't quickly or easily say the words that the songs say or resonate with the words that the songs say. There is none like you. No one else can touch my heart like you do. Because oftentimes throughout our life, we just leave our hearts open to whatever comes along, whatever could entice us. And so why do we do Sundays where we just sing the whole time? <laughs> really for us, we're, we're giving the opportunity for your hearts just raw and vulnerable as they might be to, to be open to God, to feel, to be excited about feeling for him, to feel love for him and respond to his great great love for you. So if you're living in an uncomfortable situation, if you find the Bible uncomfortable, know that Jesus does enter that discomfort and embraces you and, like it says here, makes a home for you. So as we keep singing, um, I want to encourage you to uh, try, if your heart isn't already engaged, to try to find a place where your heart is longing for God. It could just be longing for the longing for him. But it is good to not just worship God with your mind, knowing that he is real, but to worship him with your heart where you do love him completely with all your heart. So uh, as we keep singing, I invite you to, to do that. And you might need to sing really loud because my voice is totally shot. So <laughs> sing loud.
surrounding me, let it break. Have your name still, call the seas to still, the raging need is still, every wave. And your name, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. Breathe, call these bones to live, call these lungs to sing once again. I will praise you, breathe, call these bones to live, call these lungs to sing once again. Jesus, 
two more songs, and this one uh, is Who You Say I Am. It's a declaration of who we are in Christ. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me Oh, his love for me. Oh, his love for me. Who the sun sets free. Oh, his free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. In my father's house.
between us how high the mountain I could not climb in desperation I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night and through the darkness your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul the work is finished the end is written Jesus Christ, my living hope. Who could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could fathom such boundless grace? The God of angels stepped down from glory. To wear our sin and bear my shame. The cross has spoken, I am forgiven. The King of Kings calls me his own. Beautiful Savior, I'm yours
Will you stand with me to read the Apostles' Creed? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, and was buried. He died too. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. 